Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. One reason many businesses struggle to grow is that they don't know who their ideal client is. They waste a ton of time and money trying to advertise or coerce the wrong people to sign up for their business or buy their product. The wrong people are those who don't actually want the product yet, or they aren't ready for it yet, or they can't afford it, or they don't have time to do the work required to get the result that you're selling. There are a lot of reasons. But I want you to remember that while your service or your product or your business might be open to anyone, it's not for everyone. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today I'm going to tell you what product market fit is, why it's important and how you can get it. Now, if I were to bet, if I were looking at your business, I would guess that you have a small group of very long-term loyal clients, and then you have a larger group of newer clients with a higher churn rate. Most gym owners, for example, will tell me that their leg, the length of engagement of their clients is about eight months, except for those guys over there who've been with me for five years. And if you're running a taxi cab company, a dental office, a hairdressing salon, a bakery, I'm, I'm betting you find the same thing. You've got this group over in the corner of your loyal customers who've been with you forever. And then you've got the people who come in once or twice and never come back, or they come in for a few months and then they don't return. In fact, on my way back to the podcasting booth this morning, I walked through the cafe in our office building at the Two Brain Workshop. And what did I see? Four guys who've been sitting there every morning at 7 a.m. every single day of the week since the cafe opened. What will I see at lunchtime? A far more transient crowd. There'll be a few people who are at the cafe for the first time, a few people who come every Wednesday, and a few people who come twice a week for years. This is kind of the mix that you have. And what we're after are more of the clients who come every single day, your regulars, your longtime clients. These are these people are your niche, they're your best clients, and you have amazing product market fit with them. It's not a matter of loyalty, it's a matter of serving them exactly what they want to buy. This is called product market fit. You can't grow until you have a clear sense of who your best clients are. In fact, if all you had were the same people coming every single day at the exact same time and ordering the exact same thing, it'd be pretty easy to build a business around those. And you would know that you've got a good future with your business because you can build on them. Yeah, you want some new people now and then for novelty, but ultimately you want to keep those people long-term too. If all you're doing is bringing new people in, they try your thing once and then they leave, you are not going to have a sustainable business. You're going to have a treadmill where you're just running and running and running and never actually getting anywhere. So you can't grow until you have a clear sense of who your best clients are, and then you tailor your product or your service to them. Now, the original clients... The, the people who started with your business and they're still there five years later or whatever, they have good product market fit. The new people who come in, they try your thing for a month, maybe even a year, and then they leave. They don't have great product market fit. It's not a black and white issue. It's a spectrum. And so some people will come in, they'll stay with your service for a year because they're too embarrassed to quit, or they just think, I got to give it one more try, or they just keep trying to make it fit. And ultimately they can't make it fit long-term because of their budget or their schedule, or it's just not solving the problem, right? And they're willing to extend the benefit of the doubt, keep trying it, trying it, trying it. And then eventually you're not solving their problems and they quit. So 
if you can maximize product market fit, there's no reason that most of your clients won't stay as long as your best clients do right now. What is product market fit? Well, if you've got good fit between the stuff you're selling and the stuff that your best clients want to buy, there's two things that will happen. First, the clients will get the results that they want to get. Right? They'll get the thing that they're buying. Second, your clients can afford the price of those results. They have the time and the money to pay what your service is worth. It's a two-way street. If your clients are great people who really love your service but can't afford to pay what you need to keep your business running and growing, then you don't have a good product market fit. You have good people for sure, but they are not your ideal target market. What is bad product market fit? Your clients are working to some goal that they don't care about. They're doing the thing, but it's not what they signed up for. Like they're working toward their blue belt in jujitsu, but they actually just came in to lose some weight or they're doing fitness competitions, but actually they just came in to like touch their toes or you're shuttling them back and forth all around town, giving them the scenic route, but really they just want to get to the airport as fast as they can. On the other end of it, you can have bad product market fit if your clients can't afford the time or money required to deliver your service. You could have an amazing service. It could be uh, fulfilling their needs, but if they can't stick with it long enough to get the results from your diet, they're going to quit. If they can't afford your elite direct limousine service, they're a bad product market fit and you can't grow your business build, building on them. So what you need to do is start by identifying your best clients. And we use an exercise in, in our two brain mentorship practice called uh, seed clients, which came from Mike McCallowitz. Basically what you're doing is you're just making a quick chart of your top 10 clients by the amount that they pay you. you know, how often do they use your service? How much do they pay you in a given month or year? Then you draw a line down the middle of the page. And on the other side of that line, you write how happy they make you, which means you know, do they light you up when they show up? Do they bring energy? Are you excited when you see their name in your appointment book or when you hear them on the phone saying, come and pick me up? And then what you're going to do is look down these two lists and you're going to say which names appear on both lists. So these are the people who are happy and able to pay you what you're worth. And also they light you up. They bring you energy. They're exactly the kind of people you want to spend time with. They don't drain you. You don't roll your eyes when you have to return their phone call. The people who appear on both lists are your seed clients. Those are your best clients and they're the ones that you want. So those are the people who are getting from your service what they want to get from your service. That might not be what you think they want to get and it might not be what you want to get. I'll come back to uh, this idea that you're not your own best client in a moment. What you want to do is you don't want to guess. You want to take these people out for a coffee one by one and you want to ask them a few questions like what brought you to my business in the first place? What else have you tried that you didn't like? And what's your favorite thing about my business? What's uh, the best result you've ever had using my product or my service? You want to ask them these questions because if you want to attract more people just like them, you need to be clear on that. Like, oh, I, I saw you in the yellow pages. Oh, geez, I need to be advertising more in the yellow pages if I want to get more people like you. I saw your ad on Instagram. I need to be doing more on Instagram if I want to get more people like you. My friend brought me in. I need to be doing more referral opportunities if I want to get more people like you. And then, what do you like best about the service? Oh, I like that you're open early in the mornings. Oh man, I need to be, I need to get back to opening early in the mornings again. I like that you always answer the phone. Okay, so I need to be answering the phone more on the first ring. They might not be saying anything like, uh, you allow me to bring my dog in your car, whatever, you know. What, what you think is like your ideal service for these people might not actually be that. So just a quick note on like being your own best client. 
quite often you are not your own best client when you open up a business. Like you're a technician, you're a specialist, you have specialized knowledge that your best clients might not have. When I opened my first gym, I thought that I would serve power lifters because that's what I was at the time. But if you think about it and you look objectively at like who I was at the time, I was a broke 30 year old who wanted to follow their own program. I wasn't open to coaching. I was doing these two hour long workouts. I was really rough on equipment. I was messy as hell. I would like yell in the gym. I would blast crazy loud music. I mean, nobody wanted to be around that guy and that guy couldn't have afforded my own gym. So why was I building my service based on what, what I wanted when you know, that, that person was a poor avatar. They couldn't afford it. They, they didn't want to buy coaching. They were a mess. They would like probably scare other clients away. I was not my own ideal client. It took me a while to figure that out. Actually, what it really took was a great personal training client who was a seed client, an ideal client, telling me that she was quitting because she didn't fit in with the other clients anymore. She was a really smart professional who wanted to just work out and have a conversation that wasn't about her job. But everybody else surrounding her in my gym were stinky powerlifters who wanted to blast the Metallica, throw big weights around and leave a huge mess, right? And they stunk. And I don't want you to have to go through this because most of the time that client would just leave and never come back and not tell you why. So we're going to help you get good product market fit by doing that seed clients exercise. Now, you do that exercise, you find your best clients, and then instead of guessing what they want, you actually ask them. You don't do a survey of all your clients because we want this feedback from only your best clients. Surveys usually get the most feedback from the squeaky wheels, who are often your worst clients, and they create expectations in those clients that will guide you away from good product market fit. So once you've done that and you've identified who your best clients are, you can think about what they have in common and identify some basic avatars that you want to be marketing to. So this, this client that gave me the feedback, for example, she was early 50s. Her kids were teenagers. She was a very high level executive at a local company. Her husband was also, uh, he was an attorney, but very busy in his own thing. She was not out for competition. She didn't want to necessarily get super duper strong. She just wanted to stay fit and have like, you know, some, some mental space. She wanted to have conversations. She wanted to tell some jokes. She wanted to basically check fitness off her list three times a week. And she was willing to pay for personal training to do that because she had a little bit of schedule flexibility, but she didn't want to work out in groups. That's who I needed to be tailoring my service to. And by the way, she paid as much as eight of the powerlifting clients did to come to my gym. So that's who you want to tailor the service to. And if I was smarter, I would have taken her out for coffee and said, hey, Ann, what brought you to this gym? And you know, what's your favorite thing about it? And then built the service around her. Most of us screw this up. And so we have to backtrack and undo things. And right after she, she gave me that feedback, I had this big epiphany. And literally an hour later, one of these powerlifters pulled into the parking lot this guy like lives at home in his basement, doesn't have a job. He's going to be at the gym for three or four hours. He's got nothing else to do. You know, and all the other stuff that I mentioned earlier, I walked out, put my hand on the hood of his truck and said like, Hey man, sorry, we're not doing this anymore. I'm changing the gym. We're closing down and focusing on personal training and that's it. He got really mad and he drove away and I never spoke to him again. But the reality is that like he, he was not going to be able to support the business that I wanted to run, which was a coaching business anyway. Seth Godin wrote, don't find an audience for your product, find products for your audience. And that's what good product market fit is all about. 
until you have that good product market fit, you'll always have high churn because your new clients will realize, eh, this isn't for me. You'll have high staff turnover because your staff will be dealing with people who shouldn't be there and your staff will be fighting to keep those people. And you'll be spending all your time marketing instead of all your time doing the thing that you love. So find your best clients, build your services to get them what they want, and then keep upgrading your services to get them what they want faster. Your business goes through four phases. The first phase is iteration, then it goes through income and then investment and then impact. That iteration phase is all about finding product market fit. You just keep tweaking your service, changing it slightly, responding to feedback from your best clients until it's exactly what your best clients want. So let me give you an example, one more from Two Brain Business. When Two Brain started out, we got approached by obviously hundreds of gym owners, but we also got approached by dentists and people who owned a chocolate shop and a bakery and people who owned like wheel companies and people who owned like restoration companies. And that was really flattering to me because I saw that the systems that we had built would help these people. Like, wow, you know, you can apply the seed client exercise that I just gave you to your chocolate business. You know, you can apply, apply that to your bridal shop. Uh, you can use affinity marketing in your dental office. It was really thrilling and it was exciting and it was novel. The problem was that it meant we were spending all our time trying to appeal to everybody. Uh, our marketing didn't work because it was so broad and vague and like dentists had never heard of us before. But when we brought in one new chiropractor, we thought, oh, we're going to appeal to all these chiropractors. But the other chiropractors had never heard of us. And so when we finally said, focus only on gyms who are our best clients and we know we have got good product market fit for, Two Brain exploded. You know, we went from like a $2 million company to a $10 million company by focusing only on the gym owner niche because that's where we're good. Then we turned to the product and said, okay, our product is doing a good job. We're getting these people some good results, a good ROI on mentorship, but I think we can do better. And so we defined the goal, which was to get them to 100K net owner benefit first and then to a million dollars in net worth second. And then we said, let's measure the people who got to the goal fastest. And that's how we determined the fastest path to 100K net owner benefit. And then we started tweaking smaller details. Let's change the mentorship framework. Let's change the curriculum to get them there faster. And now we measure speed to get to 100K net owner benefit in our clients. And we constantly rebuild to improve the speed. So now instead of saying, we mentor gym owners, we could say, we grow gym owners gyms. And then we could say, we get gym owners to earning 100K net owner benefit really fast. And then we could say, we can get gym owners to 100K net owner benefit in two years, one month, nine days. And then we can say, we can keep getting you there faster and faster and faster. And when you buy mentorship, you're buying speed. And now we can do the same thing with a million dollars net worth. But it really starts with having that amazing product market fit, knowing who you can serve best, serving only them to the exclusion of everybody else, keeping them around long enough to build a sustainable business, and keeping them happy, high-value clients. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business Is Good. Thank you for your service. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog post or podcast that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.